0: Why did God decide to come to earth? But why did he decide to come to earth in human form? Why did God send his own son to come and be born in human form? Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28. Stay with me. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock of the earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him him in the image of God. He created them, male and female. God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. So when God said, let us make, let us make. Make who? Humans. They will rule, not we will rule. God made humans to rule. God made you to rule, God made me to rule. It is your job and I to rule over the earth. God's responsibility was to make humans, then hand over the rulership of the earth to humans. When God said to them, fill the earth and subdue it, he handed over the legal authority to humans to manage the affairs of the earth. From that very moment, humans became responsible for what was happening on earth. From that moment, God said, subdue it. We become responsible for the outcome of what will be happening to earth. So when people blame God for evil on earth, it's a sign they don't understand divine principles. Humans have the power to shape the future of humanity. Humans can plant trees or destroy forests. Humans can go to war against each other. Humans can make computers and electric cars. Humans have the legal power to shape life on earth. We can make devices. We can produce phones. We can decide to shape the earth. Because God handed over the authority to us. Spirits don't have the legal right to manage the earth spirits including God himself he does not have the legal right to manage the earth you didn't know that so because God honors his word God is just and righteous he cannot violate his own word in numbers chapter 23 verse 19 God is not a human who lies or a son of man who changes his mind does he speak and not act Or promise and not fulfill. God, what he says is what he does. What he does is what he says. He promised rulership to humans and he kept his promise. Why am I emphasizing on this? I'm taking you somewhere, church. Why is it such a big deal to have rulership? It's That's where the secret of Jesus coming to earth is. Unfortunately, Satan was jealous of the power given to humans and organized a scheme to take it from us. So Satan saw that handover. Satan did not have the power to operate on earth. He did not have the legal right to operate on earth. What he did, he found a body, the snake, to operate on earth. He entered the snake illegally to operate on earth legally. Satan did not have the legal right to come and speak face to face with Eve. He needed a body, but we only had two bodies which were occupied by God, Adam and Eve. So the only option he had was the unanimal. An So he entered an animal illegally because that was not his right. But he knew once I'm inside an animal, I have the legal right to operate on earth. And he got it. Genesis 3, 1. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God has made. So he found the most intelligent animal. <laughs> the most the, the the not intelligent, I would say clever. The most clever, clever. He said to woman, Did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? For the snake that was normal because it was clever. <laughs> clever people think they are smart, they, they are wise, they are not. And then unfortunately, unfortunately. Eve listened to him. After deceiving Eve and Adam, the devil was given the legal right to rule over the earth. That's what he was looking for. He was given the legal right to take over authority over the earth. Luke chapter 4 verse 5 to 6. Satan is talking to Jesus. Who is Jesus? The creator of the universe. Look at what Satan is telling Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verse 5 to 6. So he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil said to him, To who? To Jesus, I will give you their splendor and all he, this authority because it has been given over to me. By who? It has been given over to me, and I can give it to anyone I want. If you then will worship me, all will be yours. Who gave the authority to Satan? Humans. When we listened to him, we said, we don't want to live under the authority of God anymore. We don't want to partner with God in our rulership of the earth. We want to partner with you, and Satan said, you are welcome. When we are trying to plan our things, we think we are smart and clever. And when I see my children doing things, they think I've never been a teenager before. I was a teenager. I know what you are doing. (laughs) Okay, don't tell them I said this in the church. The devil claimed to have been given authority on earth. When Adam and Eve listened to him, they made a transaction of power. When they decided to listen to the devil, instead of keeping their agreement with God, they freely surrendered their authority and the spirit of God left them. And that's what we call death. When the Spirit of God left that environment, we left the presence of God. The Spirit of God left us. That is what we call death. Spiritual death was introduced immediately. When when the Spirit of God left, we lost our spiritual insight. And humans could not understand the things of the Spirit anymore. That's why today you can talk about God to people... And people will not understand what you mean by it. Some people are here, they don't even understand when we say Jesus died for you. Spiritual things become complicated because we died. The spirit of God left. So the connection between spirit and mind was lost. Without the gift of God, without the spirit of God, we cannot understand. So what Satan does, he can connect some people's mind and spirit in a wrong way. And they call themselves psychics. They call themselves magicians. They call themselves whatever they want to be. Because they they did it with Pharaoh. They did it. They do miracles in the name of Satan. Why? He gives them that ability to connect the mind and the spirit that we lost that's why some people can say human beings are animals. We are not animals. Animals don't have a spirit. We do have a spirit, but it's not connected to God. That's why you feel like you're an animal. I see professors, professors, like people with PhDs, saying we are animals. And I'm looking at you. Are you? Are you okay, that's for another day. Let's go back here. Let's go back to the word of God. The first Adam felt us. He was given the authority to rule over the earth, but he handed it over to the devil. It became impossible for humans to take their rulership back. It became impossible and evil began to spread because we're now under the control of the enemy. Humans tried in so many ways to regain rulership of the earth to no avail. We could not regain our authority. After realizing that we were stupid, as you said, we couldn't reverse it anymore. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, And death through sin, in this way, death spread to all men. Because all sinned. One man, just like a virus. One man started it all. And humanity was infected. Because God cannot break his law, there is no way he would come as a spirit to restore rulership over humanity. Now you started to get where I'm going. There is no way God could have sent an angel to fight Satan and claim back our authority. Every attempt to use prophets, priests, or kings failed. They were all sinful. No one, none of them could have stood before Satan to vindicate our freedom. None of them, because they were all sinners. So if Moses could have died for our sins... Satan could have said "Is because he was angry for no reason. If Abraham could have died for our sin, Satan will say because he's a liar. If Jacob could have died for our sin, God will say because he's a deceiver. So there is no one who could have died for us without Satan saying he died because of his own sins. So no one was qualified. Priest, prophet, all of them were humans. So they, even me, I couldn't die for your sins. Hmm. Because God will say, "I'm a funny, man." <laughs> Doug, Doug is receiving as, a, as adjectives for me. Thank you for not saying them loudly. We were kept under captivity and nobody could have done anything about it. Now, God needed a sinless human to challenge the devil legally. Legally. And God had already made a plan. Genesis 3.15 I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. God is talking to Satan, telling him what will happen in the future. Jesus is the seed of the woman. God designed the woman womb not to mix blood with the child. Doctors will tell you the baby never shares the blood with the mother. So the reason God designed a woman like that from the beginning was because, watch this, when Jesus will come, will go through a woman's womb, but will not take any blood from her so that he doesn't become sinful. So God had a plan. If I let the blood of the mother mix with the blood of the the child, Then Jesus will take the natural blood. And every natural blood is sinful. That's why a father was not involved. Because when the father gave the seed, there is blood transfer. So God could not let a human blood go into Jesus' blood, which will be used for us in the future. It's needed to be pure blood. From the beginning. I love God. (laughs) Yes. Love God. So Jesus was miraculously conceived. And spent nine months in Mary's womb. To earn his humanity. But he did not mix his blood with any of his parents. To maintain his divinity. Luke chapter 1 verse 34. Mary asked the angel. How can this be? since i have not been intimate with a man the angel replied to her the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you therefore the holy one the holy one to be born will be called the son of god the holy one jesus the holy one his blood is holy and he is holy by birth he's 100% god and 100% human He's 100% human because he earned it. He earned his humanity in the mother's womb. 100% God because he did not mix up with human blood. We can't deny Jesus' humanity because he was born of a woman. And we can't deny his divinity because he was born without seed from a man. Now, why did Jesus come? He needed a body. To operate legally on earth, he needed a body to stand before Satan and say, I'm human enough to claim human right. And I'm God enough to destroy you. So, one, Jesus came in human form to legally become the substitute sacrifice for humanity. Hebrew chapter 2 17 to 18. Therefore, He had to be like his brothers in every way. Jesus had to be like us in every way so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For since he himself was tested and suffered, Jesus was tested and suffered, he's able to help those who are tested. God needed a human to pay the price for the sin of humans. Animals could not do it. Angels could not do it. Only a human could make propitiation for the sins of the people legally. They tried with animals. It didn't work. The devil thought it would be impossible for God to pull that off. The devil knew that humans could never claim their freedom because none of them was innocent. Jesus came to defy the law of nature so that he can legally pay the price for my sins. 1 Timothy 2.6, who gave himself a ransom for all, a testimony at the proper time. Jesus came in human form to legally own a body so that he can legally stand on our behalf. That's why the devil was hostile to his birth. You remember, the devil tried everything he could to prevent Jesus from finding a body. He tried everything. The devil knew that a physical body would give Jesus the legal right to vindicate our freedom. In his attempts, Satan entered Herod to kill all male children who were two years old or under in the region. Jesus became flesh. He became human to legally become the substitute sacrifice. For you. Two, Jesus came in human form to become the mediator between God and humanity. He earned the right to become the substitute. Then he became the mediator between God and us. First Timothy two, five for there is one God and one mediator between God and humanity, Christ Jesus, himself, human. Because he was human enough to stand with humans. He was human enough to stand before God and plead the case of humans. He was God enough to come back to humans and tell them God's mind. Sin separated humans from God. We moved away from God. So when we chose to listen to the devil and disobeyed God, we decided to distance ourselves from the life, the hope, and the joy God provided. We put ourselves under the despair and the servitude of of the devil. Jesus came to become an advocate, to plead our case, to reestablish our relationship that we broke. We chose to break it. He came to reestablish it and people still blame God. He came to reestablish a situation that we broke. That's love. 1 John 2, 2, 2, 1 says, My little children, I'm writing you this thing so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Jesus is advocating for you before God. You know, no one else is qualified to do it. Only Jesus can. So when you put your trust in Jesus... We give him permission to go before God and represent us. Becoming a Christian is to tell Jesus, can you advocate for me, please? Because we left him by choice, we need to accept his offer by choice. That's why salvation is not by force. You don't become a child child of God because you were born in a Christian family. You become a child of God because you choose Jesus. When you believe in Jesus, you confess with your mouth, you give him permission to advocate for you before God. And when Jesus goes before God, he doesn't go there to, say, to tell God how good you are and how you tried your best. That's not the kind of advocate he is. He goes before God to show him the scars. I've died for him. God does not care if you are 99% right. As long as you missed one, you are disqualified. But Jesus, the righteous one, can go before God and say, I've died for him too. Because you gave him permission to do so by inviting him in your life. That's what salvation is all about. It allows Jesus to advocate for you. And when God looks at you as a Christian, don't think God is looking at how many sins you've committed. He's looking at you through the blood of Jesus. He doesn't see any sin. That's why the Bible says God forgets our sin. Can God forget? No. But spiritually speaking, God doesn't see them anymore. Because Jesus stands between you and God. So when God is looking at you, Doug, he doesn't see Doug and his mistakes. He sees Jesus and he's like, what is happening? I know Doug is a bad guy, but why I can't see that? Because Jesus is standing between you and God. God cannot see your mistakes. That's what it means to have an advocate. He doesn't go before God to talk about how nice you are. He goes before God to show his scars and covers your sins. Romans 5.15 But the gift is not like the trespass. For if by one man's trespass the many died, how much more have the grace of God and the gift overflowed to the many by the grace of the one man, Christ Jesus. Romans 5, 19, for just as though one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. We are talking about Adam. So also through the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Jesus came in human form to become the mediator between God and you. Every time you struggle with guilt, remember one thing. Jesus has covered it for you. Every time the devil reminds you of your past and reminds you of your sins, tell him Jesus has covered it for me. Jesus is your mediator, is your advocate. He's speaking to God on your behalf. Because you gave him permission to do so. Finally, Jesus came to earth to become the supreme example for humanity. He didn't just come to die. He didn't just come to become our advocate. He also came to show us the way how to navigate life on earth. That's why Jesus does not take us from the earth. From the time we believe in him, he doesn't take us to heaven. He leaves us on earth so that we can follow him. 1 John 2.6 says, The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. If you remain in Jesus, you should walk the way Jesus walked Christians are expected to walk as Jesus walked. We are called to follow his footsteps. It is not enough to believe. We believe to become like Jesus. We are found to follow Jesus. We are saved to serve Jesus. There is a reason why God found us, so that we can follow Jesus. There is a reason why he saves us, so that we can serve him. That's why he didn't take you to heaven the day you decided to become a Christian. He still expects you to serve him, to bring others, so that we don't become selfish. When you are saved, God expects you to bring others, to tell others. Do you know why God doesn't send angels to preach the gospel? He can do it. He can send 10 angels to every person who doesn't know Jesus. They don't have legal authority to do it. That's why Jesus told the disciples, go and preach the gospel. We have the legal authority to preach the gospel on earth. In the example that Jesus was talking about, the the poor man and the rich man, they went to heaven and one went to hell. And the poor man said, oh, I can go back there and help them. There is no way, even if you have lost your body, you lose permission to share the gospel. Moses could not go back. Abraham could not go back. Why? They've lost the body. It is our responsibility, the people who are still alive, to share the gospel. Because we have the legal right in this body to operate on earth. There is a a famous saying, what would Jesus do? Have you heard of it? It's very helpful. Before you act, ask yourself, what would Jesus do in this circumstance? Before you open your mouth, ask yourself, what would Jesus say here? Before you react, ask yourself, how would Jesus respond here? Very important. Because he wants us to follow him. Jesus lived an exemplary life for us to follow. He did not come only to die. He came to us, to show us the way to live. So, I remember when I was a teenager. (laughs) 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 We had a group of young people, uh, young boys. and One day, a conflict started between our group and another group. I, I'm not sure exactly what was the issue, but maybe it was an after soccer match or something, a soccer game. Something happened, something went wrong. And, and we started exchanging insults and throwing muddy stone to each other. And it was a big fight between our group and their group. Can you imagine me doing that? <laughs> you were right when you said stupid. <laughs> And then one, one boy from the other side looked at me with these very, very scary eyes, and pointed his fingers in, at me and said, "And you also." And I said, "What? You?" I said, "What? Are you not the pastor's child?") <laughs> I was ashamed. You know, uh, I know that we should let children be children. I understand. Uh, uh, but this boy challenged me. I will never forget that. Like, that statement and that, like, he was like, we can be here, but not this guy. Everybody else, but this is a wrong place for this guy to be. And, and he pointed, like, he was direct to me, like, you are in the wrong place doing the wrong thing, I know you. For him, being a pastor's child came with responsibilities. Uh, Let me be clear. Pastor's children are just kids and they make mistakes. We understand that. Pastors are humans and they make mistakes too. All Christians make mistakes. But there is an expectation that Christians should try their best to follow Jesus' example. There is an expectation that as a Christian, because your name is connected to the name Christ, a Christian, you must try at least to follow Christ. So what we do, where we go, what we say matters because it is through our deed and words that other people will see Jesus He's no longer on earth physically. He left the authority to who? To us. That's why he said, I give you authority. What was he doing? He took it from Satan. He gave it back to Christians. I give you authority. We now have the authority to represent God again on earth. Jesus has given it back to us. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Our good deeds bring glory to God. Jesus came to set an example so that as we strive to follow him, our lives will be appealing to other people and they will come to Jesus and they will believe in him and they will follow us as we follow Jesus. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1, imitate me as I also imitate Christ. Paul humbly asked Corinthians to imitate him as he imitates Jesus. Would you tell your children to imitate you as you imitate Christ? Would you tell your neighbors to imitate you? Would you tell your mates to imitate you or oh, you are following them? For what they are doing. They are pointing their fingers at you in their heart. They can't tell you. When they swear, you swear. When they do this, you do that. In their heart, they are like, is he also a Christian? We have permission to be here, but not this guy. Not this girl. Christians are not perfect. They are perfected. I'm not here to tell you, you should live a perfect life. I don't live a perfect life myself, but I'm perfected. God is working through me and I give him permission to point my weaknesses. The joy of being a Christian is that we have a mediator. Jesus remains our advocate because every time we fall, he is there to defend us. Every time we fell, remember Jesus is our advocate. We need to stand again and keep moving. But make some effort to represent him as you walk. Jesus came to earth to become the supreme example for you. So let me summarize what I've just said. Jesus came in human form to legally become the substitute sacrifice for humanity, to become the mediator between God and humanity, and to become the supreme example for humanity. I will end with this, Romans 10:9. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Two things, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. It will give God permission, it will give Jesus permission to be your advocate. He came to earth to save us from sin and the consequences of sin. Our confession gives him permission to stand on our behalf. Would you do it today? Our confession is a formal request to to let Jesus stand in your place before God. That's why salvation is a choice, as I said. We freely give our rulership to the devil. We have to willingly accept Jesus.